well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, which is something that uh, some of our Congress critters need to be reminded of. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. So glad you're with us on the program today. Uh, I mentioned yesterday we were going to be talking with John Crump uh, about uh, what's going on with the JST Supply. We are going to try to pick that up next week. Uh, but today we've got some other news to talk about. You know, Democrats uh, in Congress seem to be very divided as to uh, how hard to push gun control uh, in the wake of the shooting in Buffalo, New York. Uh, obviously, you've got uh, some Democrats like uh, Senator Richard Blumenthal uh, who are all in, right? Uh, Chris Murphy of Connecticut, Cory Booker of New Jersey. Others, though, including uh, Senate Majority Whip Dick Durbin, the uh, number two Democrat in the Senate, say that they don't really see the point in doing this. Uh, knowing that uh, there aren't going to be 60 votes to pass gun control legislation, why hold a vote at all? Of course, that didn't stop Chuck Schumer from holding a vote on a uh, doomed-to-fail bill on abortion, but apparently the uh, the thinking is a little bit different uh, when it comes to going after our right to keep and bear arms so close to the midterm elections. But that's not stopping, as I said, some of the uh, most ardent anti-gun Democrats in the state Senate, uh, including Cory Booker and Chris Murphy and uh, Richard Blumenthal. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, no, Chris Murphy is actually not a party to this bill. Excuse me. Blumenthal, Booker and Bob Menendez of New Jersey. Yes, have all introduced a bill that would impose a federal licensing requirement on all gun owners. Yes, a federal gun license not to carry a firearm, but to simply own a firearm. Yeah. Uh, and this, by the way, would be a May issue uh, license to own a firearm. I'm looking at the uh, text of the bill right here. You can see for yourself. The Attorney General may deny a license under this section if the Attorney General determines that the applicant poses a significant danger of bodily injury to self or others by possessing, purchasing, or receiving a firearm after examining factors that the Attorney General considers are relevant to the determination, including, and then there's a laundry list of uh, 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 prohibiting characteristics, which some of which, by the way, are already... Disqualifying factors, right? If you've been convicted of a felony, you cannot legally purchase a gun. But some of the factors are really weird. Like if you have recently bought a gun, that could be a a factor in the attorney general deciding that you don't get a federal gun license, which, by the way, can also be revoked by the attorney general under this bill. Yeah, the attorney general shall revoke. Remember, you you may issue a federal gun license, but the attorney general shall revoke a license if the attorney general determines that the licensee poses a significant danger of bodily injury to self or others by possessing, purchasing, or receiving a firearm, or after a regular background check investigation conducted by the attorney general, the possession of a firearm would violate subsection G or N of section 922 or any provision of state law. In other words, if you're a prohibited person, well, then your federal firearms license would be revoked. But if even if you're not a prohibited person, if the attorney general just believes that uh, I think they might pose a danger to themselves or others. Again, we're talking about a, a, a red flag law uh, wrapped into a federal gun licensing bill. But not only does this bill include a, a red flag provision, right, where you could have an ex-part hearing where you're not invited, 
And the attorney general says, well, look, we think Bob uh, might be a danger to himself or others because Bob said something really weird online the other day. Uh, you would have the uh, ability to appeal that decision in federal court, not entitled to uh, an attorney, of course. Right. No public defender available to you. You've got the full weight of the federal government coming against you, but you get to stand on your lonesome there in uh, federal court. Uh, so you've got the federal gun licensing aspect of this. You've got the federal red flag law aspect of this. And then you've got basically a universal background check provision uh, and the end to private person to person sales of firearms. Because the bill also contains this section, quote, it shall be unlawful, shall, again, not may, shall, it shall be unlawful for any individual to sell or otherwise dispose of a firearm to a person unless the individual reports the transaction to the attorney general not later than three business days after the date on which the firearm is sold or transferred, which shall include identifying information on the firearm seller and the firearm transferee, including the make, model, and serial number. Now, the bill also, later on, basically says that the only people who can conduct these types of transfers, are federally licensed firearms dealers. So unless you have your own FFL, you're not supposed to do this at all. That's a record-keeping requirement basically for the FFL that would be expected to conduct every transfer of every firearm uh, in the country. Now, uh, Cory Booker had this to say. Uh, after the bills was uh, bill was introduced, he said, quote, this is the moment to enact ambitious legislation. As a nation, we must rise to it or we are fated to witness the deadly scenes of this past weekend and years passed over again. This would not do anything to prevent violent criminals from, exer from, from exercising their uh, uh, murderous acts. What this would do is prevent many law-abiding Americans from being able to exercise their right to keep and bear arms. Now, listen, I, I want to be perfectly clear here. I don't think this bill is going anywhere in this Congress. I would be shocked if this bill even got a committee hearing in the Democratic-controlled Senate. But this is what the gun control lobby wants. You're not going to see Shannon Watts or Michael Bloomberg or any other gun control activist step up and say, whoa, Cory Booker, what are you doing here? No way, man. That's not common sense gun safety regulation. That, that, that goes too far. I'm a Second Amendment supporter, but, right? We always hear that from gun control. I'm a Second Amendment supporter, but never have they said, you know, I'm a gun control advocate, but I'm also a Second Amendment supporter, and this bill goes too far. Never once, once have I heard them say that. And they're not going to say that about this particular bill, because again, this is what they want. Now, let's just Forget the constitutional concerns for a second, because I think we all know what those are, right? Let's just think about how this would work in the real world. So we've got, what, 80 to 100 million gun owners in this country, legal gun owners in this country. We're now going to retroactively say to all of them that in order for you to continue possessing the guns that you have owned, in some cases, you know, for decades, uh, we want you to be licensed. And in order for you to be licensed, uh, not only are you going to have to, you know, fill out this paperwork, submit your fingerprints, by the way. So every gun owner in the country would, would have their fingerprints on file with the federal government. But we're also going to require you to undergo live fire training uh, and, and proof of competency with a firearm before we give you permission to exercise your Second Amendment rights. How, again, is that going to work? Would that work? 
in a nation of 80 million gun owners. We don't have (laughs) nearly enough ranges for everybody to go and get certified at one time. Don't have nearly enough firearms instructors to do that either. So in practice, this whole thing falls apart. Not that the gun control advocates care about that. In fact, the messier, the better as far as they're concerned, right? If this would lead to delays of months or even years before individuals could uh, own a firearm without fear of a federal felony and possibly being subjected to a five-year federal prison sentence, Yeah, I mean, again, that's what they want. They want that chaos. And they want people, most importantly, what they want are people to say, forget it. It's not worth it to me. I'm not going to jump through all of those hoops and hurdles. I'll just put my gun away. I'll sell it. Forget it. You win. That's what they want. Now, that's not what they would get if this bill became law. They would get a lawsuit. I believe they would see this law overturned. But they would also be faced with massive civil disobedience on the part, again, of currently legal gun owners who say, you want me to do what now? To exercise a a constitutionally protected right? You expect me to do what exactly? No, I'm not going to do that. We've already seen this in states like New York and New Jersey, where compliance with the uh, SAFE Act, for instance, in New York, the uh, magazine ban in New Jersey, um, negligible at, at best. Uh, and so, again, rather than going after violent criminals, putting the focus on where it is, rather than looking at our mental health system uh, in a day and age where not only uh, are we seeing, you know, more Americans deal with more stress in their everyday life, but you've got 100,000 drug overdose deaths last year. Over 100,000 alcohol-related deaths last year, in addition to the rise in violent crime. Suicides, honestly, have actually been fairly stable. But we do have a mental health crisis in this country. Cory Booker doesn't care about that. Richard Blumenthal isn't doing anything about that. Bob Menendez is silent on that. No, they, again, want to criminalize the exercise of your right and my right, our right, to keep and bear arms. This is what they want. They're not going to get it, not this year, but they're also not going to give up. And it's why we must always continue to be engaged and involved uh, and active in defense of our individual right to keep and bear arms. We've got a, a piece at Bearing Arms, actually, that I recommend to you, uh, our, my buddy John Petrolino, with a, a great write-up of Holly Sullivan uh, in her appearance before a, a Senate committee. It, it was, Blumenthal was there, actually. Uh, and she was speaking out against a uh, a bill because of the uh, ex part hearings, again, where you're not a part of this hearing, but you can have your Second Amendment rights stripped from you. Uh, and what this would mean to the individuals who are supposedly supposed to be helped by this bill, which deals with domestic violence. Um, her testimony was powerful. It was personal. I would encourage you to check it out. We've got a link to it, uh, again, at Bearing Arms. But uh, again... You know, we have got to stay engaged here. Uh, Things look pretty good for gun owners right now around the country. I think the Second Amendment is in a reasonably strong place at the moment. I I expect that it is going to uh, become even more secure once the Supreme Court decision in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin comes down. But that doesn't mean that our fight is over. 
And it certainly doesn't mean that those individuals who like to strip of civil rights are simply going to give up because they suffer a loss in the Supreme Court or they can't get a, a committee hearing for the latest gun control bill. They're playing the long game and we have to do the same. All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed Citizens story, our good deed of the day, our recidivist report. We'll start there, Oakland County, Michigan, where uh, Cory Booker's uh, latest gun control proposal would not have done a damn thing to prevent this from happening. Instead, how about we just get serious on violent offenders? Oakland County man on probation fires several shots while hanging out the window of an SUV. From uh, Click on Detroit, uh, Lorente, Washington. Faces two charges now, including being a felon in possession of a firearm. He pleaded guilty last March to felony domestic violence, third offense, by the way, and uh, was sentenced to 24 months probation. Yep, not a day behind bars for his third felony domestic violence offense. Uh, he was ordered not to use or possess firearms or deadly weapons because he's a convicted felon. It's against the law. Also not allowed to leave the state of Michigan without permission. Uh, it was back on uh, April 11th of this year when uh, deputies in the Oakland County Sheriff's Office uh, got reports of a shooting in uh, Pontiac, Michigan. Witness told police that someone in the backseat of a uh, Dodge Durango had gotten out, fired multiple shots. Witness provided a description of the person. Deputies could not locate any evidence, couldn't locate any victims, but they went back the next day. Uh, they got security footage of a blue Durango. When the SUV gets to an intersection, gunshots can be heard in the video. Then a dark gray Jeep Grand Cherokee is seen uh, in the video, heading north at a high rate of speed, following the sound of the gunfire. Stopped uh, just out of a driveway about a block or so away. And then the uh, passenger in the front seat got out and sort of hung out the window uh, to fire a pistol in the direction of the Durango. The person firing shots, uh, allegedly, was uh, Lorente Lamar Washington. Uh, according to police, they recovered uh, 18 9mm casings uh, in the area. Six more were found uh, uh, in the uh, scene of the second shooting. Uh, April 19th, they located that uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee. Had some uh, gunshot damage to it. Also had a uh, license plate that was registered to Washington. Uh, it was partially hidden. The Jeep was under a tarp at a vacant home. The front door of the home was open. No working utilities. Uh, officials towed the uh, Jeep to the local police station. Received a warrant to search it. Uh, they did. They found another uh, a casing in the driver's side windshield well. Uh, and then on uh, this Monday, May 16th, officers served a search warrant. Found uh, Washington there. He tried to flee out the side door, but uh, apparently encountered an ATF officer and then went back inside after opening the door. They eventually found him lying on a living room couch. Uh, ATF officials say they found three guns uh, in the living room, again, none of which he is allowed to possess. Three more firearms were found in the front passenger floorboard of the Durango parked in the backyard. Uh, ATF officials say they found hundreds of rounds of ammunition in the home. Uh, the homeowner, by the way, uh, told police that she saw the pistol on the end table next to Washington when ATF officials entered her home. She said she looked at Washington and yelled, what the bleep? Yeah. She said she'd never seen any of the guns in the house previously, except for one that is lawfully registered to her. Uh, she apparently is not facing any charges. Uh, Washington, according to authorities, admitted to possessing a gun during that shooting back in April. Said he didn't know the maker model. Said he had to receive the gun from the driver 
uh, of that car before shots were fired at him from the other vehicle. He says he fired the gun about 16 times after being fired at. Uh, he's also denied apparently owning the uh, 9mm pistol that was found on the end table next to where he was lying on the couch and has denied knowing about or owning any of the guns found inside the home. However, given the physical evidence and his uh, admission that he had a gun and used it uh, back on April 11th, uh, there's probable cause, according to the federal government, to charge Washington with felon in possession of a firearm as well as felon in possession of, an, of ammunition. And now the question then becomes, what's going to happen to Mr. Washington now? Because apparently three felony domestic violence convictions has not been enough to put Lorente Lamar Washington in jail. This case going to uh, federal court will likely lead to some prison time. But honestly, that should have come way before now. Uh, in today's Armed Citizen story, Danville, Georgia, not too far away from uh, Farmville. No criminal charges filed in what a, uh, a prosecutor is calling a uh, deadly case of self-defense. The uh, Commonwealth's attorney for the city of Danville, Michael Newman, says a uh, manslaughter indictment was actually presented to a grand jury, uh, but they declined to pursue charges uh, after a man uh, shot and killed another, again, apparently in self-defense at an apartment complex last month. Uh, Danville police say they were called out to the Cardinal Village Apartments on April 16th. When they arrived, they found 20-year-old Shafi Yassin Rashid with gunshot wounds. Uh, he was taken to a local hospital where he passed away a short time later. Uh, authorities say they got an initial call uh, about the shooting from a 21-year-old who does not live there in the city. He reported to police that he was involved in the incident, shot the man in self-defense, turned himself in, cooperated with the investigation. Investigators say that they determined that Rashid walked up to the man uh, at a vehicle, uh, parked uh, near the apartment complex. Rashid was armed. He was reportedly upset about a female acquaintance, and he assaulted the victim with a firearm. But that's when the victim pulled out his own gun and shot Rashid multiple times. According to police, they recovered the second man's gun during the investigation. They also learned that there was no history of threats or violence between Rashid uh, and the man before that day. But after reviewing a video evidence, uh, talking to witnesses, Again, they determined that uh, no criminal charges were filed by police. This was, again, presented to a grand jury, uh, but the grand jury did not find that this was uh, an unlawful act either. This was a case of self-defense. Uh, so no charges for that uh, shooter uh, who, uh, again, according to a grand jury and the Danville police, acting in defense of his own life. Finally today, our good deed of the day. In the right place, at the right time, willing able to do the right thing, a KFC employee in Memphis who helped save a woman who had been kidnapped. Yeah, this was a Sunday evening. woman left a note begging for help uh, at the KFC, which prompted one employee to call the police after they discovered it. Uh, officers arrived at the scene. Sunday afternoon, just after five, they found the uh, kidnapping victim and a man named Diego Gray, Glay, excuse me, um, there on the scene still. When officers approached him, Glay then fled on foot. There was a, a foot pursuit. He was apprehended. The victim in this case apparently uh, came to Tennessee from another state uh, to meet Glay, uh, who I guess they had met online. But the couple then got into an argument. And according to her, when she attempted to leave him several times, he refused to let her go. Memphis police said that Glay held her physically against her will with physical assaults, threats, and a gun as well. Police uh, say that the woman told them that Glay had been physically abusive towards her, had punched her in the face. When she tried to leave him, he took her phone. 
and kept her from leaving her site or leaving his site for several days. Uh, he has been charged with kidnapping and evading arrest. The uh, 23-year-old currently being held in the Shelby County Jail on a $35,000 bond. Preliminary hearing set for June the 1st. Uh, again, we don't know much more about the KFC employee who saw that note and decided to act, but if it weren't for that individual, who knows how much worse the situation would have been for the victim and how much longer this might have gone on and what the ultimate outcome might have been. So again, in the right place at the right time. Willing and able to do the right thing. Anonymous KFC employee, we thank you very much for your very good deed. Now, that is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program, as always. We'll be back on Monday, but don't worry, we've got plenty of content for you at Bearing Arms. In the meantime, be sure to head to the website and check out the latest Second Amendment news and information that you need to know about. If you like what you see, you can always become a VIP subscriber. Just use the promo code GUNRIGHTS when you go to BearingArms.com slash subscribe. And not only will you get a significant savings on your VIP membership, but we're going to give you exclusive content, news stories, analysis, things you won't get anywhere else because your support matters. And it does make a difference. We thank you for it very much. Again, hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, be well. Be safe. Be free.